Welcome to What's Left to Do. I'm your dazzling host, Janelle. This week, we have our first Southern Belle. (laughs) Our dazzling and darling Kayla originally hails from Louisiana, but San Francisco has her firmly in its clutches and may never let go. Okay, we're about to get started. And I'm going to cut up real bad because this is the first black person I've been able to interview. Um, (laughs) uh, How do I intro Kayla? My sister. What's up? Who helps us uh, safely fly the friendly skies. (laughs) Decarceral campaign manager. Shout out to Chessa. What's up? Kayla Williams. Say what's up to the people, Kayla. (laughs) Hey, y'all. My name is Kayla Williams. I am so happy to be here. Um, I am just, I'm honored to be in your room. Oh, my God. She's so nice. She's so sweet. Oh, my God. Um, With, I mean, the best. (laughs) The best podcaster. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The best volunteer for Bernie Sanders' campaign. That's right. I, yeah, this is a match made in heaven I between the two of us this yeah. is kayla is like guest number two brandon i just uh interviewed two days ago who like even though this is our first time meeting in person it feels like i already know her because we've been down since the summer for all sorts of random political nonsense and things but you know now she's here in person and i've long since decided we're friends so oh yeah it's absolutely. Good to best friends get to, that's right it's good to finally <laughs> No, it is. It's crazy because I remember the first time when I called you, I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god, I love you." Hello, I I found myself just totally. You know, you know the cover, like the face, the cover when you're like, "Oh, hello, this is a political phone call." Yeah, that's right. Um, and it just it totally that's dissipated. That's right. Probably because I cursed within the first two seconds of talking to you. <laughs> that's like, why I knew I was with friends. That's right. Immediately, I was like I don't know what these hoes talking about, but we 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 gonna figure it out. And goddamn, you tell me who I need to be mad at, who I need to cuss at, and we're gonna do it. That's it was perfect. That's it was. It was honestly, yeah. No, I was like, oh my god, can we be friends? Forever? Okay, cool, thanks. Yeah. She's so silly. Um. Well, fiance is here today. Girl, she just got she just got a ring put on yeah. it. So, um, we I may or may not refer to her as such during this <laughs> during this interview. But I so I made Kayla's acquaintance over the summer around I guess it was in advance of the convention yeah. when we were when we were voting on like delegates and mm-hmm. what have you and I didn't I don't think I ever met you I know I didn't because I, I would obviously I remember <laughs> you but I know I didn't meet you during the campaign but I met you over the summer because in the run-up to the convention and I was just like a first of all like oh, another black girl who, (laughs) like, we have the same politics in San Francisco. And additionally, like, you are, like, way more advanced than I am and more entrenched in the, like, in the political community of San Francisco than I. So I was just like, oh, and, you know, she's, you're probably a little younger than me, but, she, you know, she's around my age and very involved. Like, I like, how did this happen? Because I I don't know if it's a gross generalization. It might be a gross generalization. But, uh, you know, a lot of, there are not always a lot of people our age yeah. of any stripe, race, class, creed, whatever, um, super involved. So it's just like, oh, I wonder, I wonder how this happened. And I know a little bit. I've got to know a little bit more about you mm-hmm. since then. But I am super amped and excited to like hear your story because I'm sure that it's going to be what the kids call a banger. Oh so. yeah, I think so too. <laughs> Yeah. You're so silly. So tell me about where, because you're not, I don't, you're not from California, are you? No. Um, so I am from Louisiana originally. Uh huh. What part? Um, from Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, Shreveport, call it Ratchet City. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's true. It is called Ratchet City. It's Ratchet. Yeah. Um, but I do, I love, I have so much love for Shreveport. Sure. Um, I never want to move back, but I do have a lot of love for it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love where I'm from. I never want to move back, but I love, but like, I love where I'm from. Because, I mean, the, the best part about growing up in Shreveport was I had a lot of, I went to a lot of really great public schools. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I had a really good home life. I'm super glad and super thankful for my parents. Yeah. Who, um, they, my mom is very free-spirited. Mm. Uh, that's where I get it from. Mm. Um, and my dad is really political. Nice. And, you know, he's Mr. Like, put. All for good politics, all for good labor relations. And nice. so, like, they spit out me, which I think is a good 50-50 of them. Nice. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I was um, I'm the oldest of three. Mm. I have two younger brothers. And so growing up, um, like, you know, just pretty normal, standard life growing up. Uh, what, did, what made your yeah. mom, do you think, so free-spirited and your dad so political and focused on labor, do you think? Um, for my mom being free, free spirited, um, I really think it's because uh, she's also the oldest, ah. and um, my grandpa like spoils my mom, which is really sweet. <laughs> um, and you know, he always let her, you know, have her creative outlets. Hmm. She, uh, for at one point, wanted to start her own business. At one point, wanted to like, you know, she's actually I think now is planning. Um, she actually has created a film or is like tries to do like filmmaking mm. and she was a writer, um, like all of these different endeavors. She just, my, my grandparents just were like, supported her supported and everything. Her. Yeah. Mm, that's beautiful. And so that's something that, you know, she passed on to me and nice. my brothers. Nice. And my dad is from, um, South Central LA originally. Ah. Um, and so his mom is from Louisiana and his dad is from LA. Ah. So he would go back and forth between, um, LA and Southern Louisiana. He grew up like, you know, let me see if I that's way I can put it. Uh, Describe the way he grew up. Yeah. So my grandfather was, as you would say, a Rolling Stone. Listen. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who read that he wasn't a Rolling Stone, honey? Yes, I Oof. know exactly what you're... Uh-huh. Yeah. And so it left my grandma and my dad and his uh, younger brother, mm-hmm. just the three of them, yeah. South Central LA, yeah. like really going up like super hard life. Yeah. Um, trying to survive. It's trying to survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's... So he went through so much of that, like, and he, you know, became the man of the family for mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. My mm-hmm. grandmother has a lot of mental health issues sure, as well, sure. and so he, he had to grow up fast. He had to grow up real fast, mm-hmm. and so something that I really appreciate is that, like, you know, from that he grew, he learned. Like, he's always told me, like, the whole like buy your own bootstraps. Mm-hmm. He thought that he's always thought that was such bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. he hates yeah. that because <laughs> it's like Cause it is bullshit. It is, yeah. and, and that, especially bullshit for a black man from that era. Like, exactly, yeah. and like, so he's so you know he he's someone who. Like, you know, has instilled that in me in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. And I think that's really where he grew in his like political beliefs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I got as I grew up in as I got older, I mean, I'm still a daddy's girl, 100 percent. 100 percent. But like I, I think back to times when I was growing up, like some of my favorite memories would be like waking up in the morning. And like dad would like as we're getting ready for school, dad would have like CNN or something on and mm-hmm. like in the TV on in the living room, and he'd be yelling like yelling at CNN, mm-hmm. and then we hop into the car and he'd have on like conservative radio station news and yelling at the conservative mm-hmm. radio station, mm-hmm. and I'll be like, dad, like, well, first of all, like of course he's yelling a, a lot more at the conservative radio, sure. uh, but like I was like, dad, like why do you listen to this? Like you know you can just turn on you know NPR and like. <laughs> It's fine. And mm. also, like, you know, you don't have to be this angry about all this stuff. And he's like, you got to hear both sides. And uh, so if you want to win an argument, you want to know what they're fighting for mm. so you can, you know, do a good counter. And mm-hmm. I was like, damn, dad, okay. <laughs> but also slow down because your kids are in the car. Right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> a little road rage yeah, come out. A little bit. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, that, that's been like, like, I really, he's always fostered that mm. and allowed me to, like, have my own opinions challenge him on those opinions you know mm-hmm. some things he was a little bit harder to come around to mm-hmm. um particularly like uh gay marriage that uh, was uh, uh, took a little know, while you know, it took a little while mm-hmm. he's there now i think he's good i Thank think he, i had to be like dad that is homophobic he's mm-hmm. like, i'm not a homophobe mm-hmm. i'm like okay good it's making sure it's testing the waters <laughs> that's right it's like- <laughs> let's work on those let's yeah. work on that view yeah, yeah. yeah. but it's, it's it's been really cool and i just i'm i'm really really like forever grateful for my parents and mm-hmm. yeah how do you, how would you, how would you describe, you said you had a pretty like normal childhood, but like, yeah. how would you describe it? And how did you think about growing, like, did you, when you were little, did you think that everybody grew up more or less like you? Or did you have like a sense of like, mm. ah, like we're kind of here in the, on the spectrum of families or whatever? Well, yeah, actually that's, that's a really good question because I think 
it was this real weird realization of like, because I went to predominantly white schools. Mm. I was always like one of like even in Shreveport. Yeah, girl, huh. and that's that's the thing about Shreveport is so crazy is like it is a fifty percent, fifty or fifty one percent black. Mm-hmm. But I went to like the best quote unquote. I'm doing air quotes, but you guys can't tell that. <laughs> There's air quotes there. Um, <laughs> like the best uh, public schools in Shreveport, which mm-hmm. were like magnet programs and stuff. Um, and when I went to those schools, it was like predominantly white Uh. and it was one of those things that was always weird and like so number one it was predominantly white number two the kid the other black kids that were in those schools were like middle to upper middle class black families Mm -hmm. like like ourselves Mm -hmm. and it really it didn't fully dawn on me like how not just race but class Mm -hmm. differences uh there are between between like other students that I'm like going to school with, mm-hmm. it really didn't hit fully hit until like high school. Whenever there were a bit more, um, more black folks who were from like different economic backgrounds that I was hanging out with, and I was like, oh yeah, uh, like just because like I'm black and like you're black, like we have different experiences, mm-hmm. and it was like kind of a weird realization and feeling kind of almost like it made me feel a little alienated because you know. I was like, "Hi, I'm Kayla. I'm I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, but I, but it, it was this weird, like, it was a bubble that was kind of cracked a mm. little bit. I don't know if that's what do like you making, think? You, yeah, no, I understand what you're saying, but yeah. help help me paint a picture. Like, what was your conception of what it meant to be black or your mm. kind of black before that that bubble was burst in high school? Like, what was what? Was yeah, like? I mean, I think for me, it was um <clears throat> like. I mean, I almost feel like not ashamed to say it, but like kind of a, no, as a process of, yeah, 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 being fully honest, like it was a process of like not feeling attached to my blackness in a way of like being like, oh, like I just am a different color, but like we're all the same. It huh. was almost this kind of like very like neoliberal, like I don't see color kind mm-hmm. of view. Pre-high school. Pre-high school. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it was kind of like, oh, we all get along, but sure. my hair is just a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, but it really was kind of this weird, like, oh, we just we just have, you know. Did you grow? Okay, so let oh, yeah, yeah. let me park right there. Yeah, yeah. And this is not. I'm obviously I'm not attacking you. I'm just no. trying to understand. Did you understand? Did you have that understanding of kind of like being, or uh, being colorblind for lack of a better term, pre yeah. high school, because because of the composition of the the children you went to school with like mm-hmm. did you have like you know how you know how it is like black, where black people are basic not we're not the same everywhere <laughs> but we do many of the similar things but i'm saying like were you in like jack and jill did you go to a black church like did, was there yeah what I was mean, your like social life your black social life like outside of school black social life i mean it really wasn't a lot of it i mean it was huh. it was just church it was that uh, was the uh, only that it was church and then my church was it was a lot of extended family or people who I genuinely viewed as like, you couldn't tell me that like Uncle Gloria May was not my auntie uh-huh, because uh-huh. like it was as if she really right, was right, right, right. my family. And so in a weird way, I mean, if, as I'm even saying it now is like kind of this realization of like, I just view that as like black folks, a family. And then like that's separate from like the kids I hang out with. I see. Yeah. I see. I and so, yeah. And it was, it was really kind of strange. And I think also, when I think about it too, is like part of that is like in high school, mm-hmm. I actually had like black friends <laughs> that were not the same ones that you went to school with prior to high school. Yeah. So was it was it that it was a it was a wider swath of there were there, there were more uh, like more to, different like types. Yeah, of black yeah, yeah, that's folks. what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah okay, no, okay. exactly. And I uh-huh. think that was kind of a it was like really really good because I was like, oh yeah, like we're like I can like it, it for me it was this kind of chance to like see all of myself Mm -hmm. and see like the beauty of what it means to be black see the beauty of what it means to like have black friends Mm -hmm. and like how like that changes change like my perspective on a lot of things in the world Mm. and it was yeah it's cool did you would you say and i'm not asking you this to put you on the spot because i'm (laughs) I'm I'm asking you because i understand this from my own life growing up black in a different place (laughs) than louisiana but did you did you did you knowingly or unknowingly like harbor or hold like mm. um like working class black antagonisms like b- mm. prior to maybe like uh, being introduced to like that wider swath of yeah. black people in high school? I mean, I think that a lot of that was is like I think it was a part of that similar like what would you say it like like un- unconscious bias. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. think a lot of that because I've always, I mean, even growing up, it was like it's a lot of 
kind of unpacking of this and like as I'm like go through therapy and stuff unpacking <laughs> a lot of it is like viewing myself and viewing my family as if we're like the Huxtables yeah 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 which yeah, is yeah. like I mean also like mm, Bill Cosby gross yeah but like <laughs> but also like you know unpacking that like how unhealthy that was mm-hmm. to like view myself as like oh I'm I'm black but I'm like not that kind of black yeah 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 and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. how like that was like super distancing and like and I don't know like it's something that even I think for myself is like as I go on like not anytime soon, but like whenever I possibly have children in the very distant future, <laughs> um, how I w- don't want them to have to have sure. to like have to negotiate negotiate that, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 and yeah, how yeah. we can like you know just incorporate like I wish my parents would have like I could have had like you know a couple more like black folks. Why know? do you think that they did? Why don't? Why do you think that? You're, th- and this is not speaking against your parents. Oh yeah, no, no, this no, is not either, asking no. you to, <laughs> to speak on on their behalf. But if you had to guess, why yeah. do you? Why do you think you didn't have that 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 exposure or that incorporation yeah. prior to high school? Well, I mean, I think I one one thing that like I could uh, point to it and as a comparison is that my brothers had a very different education background, education like huh. pathway. What do you mean? Um, so I went to South South Highlands Elementary, which is like you know the best magnet school, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Cameron, my middle brother. Love Cameron. He <laughs> went there, and Cameron, he's a chill kid now. But mm-hmm. like, when he was younger, they called him Tasmanian Devil. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when he got to South Highlands, the teachers, funny how this happens. Little white kid, little white boy is rambunctious in school. Little black kid is um, like destructive. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. And so he, they went to different. Like they tried to go through South Highlands. There were a lot of you know, issues of really racist, really biased um, teachers. Mm-hmm. And so they, sh- they transferred to other, t- other schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I think that my parents wanted like, which is, I, I appreciated the way that like, we all had different pathways, mm-hmm. which kind of, cause you had different needs. Yeah. We had mm-hmm. different needs. And I think that for my parents, like they realized that like, I just really needed like structure of like a really rigorous education. Like I, I was a gifted APA kid, <laughs> you know, AP kid, whatever. Uh, but like, I think it was something that like, they had to find that balance of giving me the challenge I needed in school mm-hmm. while also like trying to find ways to like make sure I feel like still culturally connected to uh, like my blackness, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, yeah. hard to find. Yeah. But I, I wonder, I wonder if that's why they kept, you know, they, you know, allowed me or not allowed me, but like kept pushing me towards this political world that I wanted to go into. Uh, like maybe not consciously, huh. but who knows? I, I see. Know. So do you think your, what do you think your brother's experience growing up in terms of like, their their social context yeah for like blackness what like how do you think theirs maybe was different than yours yeah i mean i think like like i might honestly when i talk about them i might get a little emotional because i love them a lot sure, and i sure. it really hurts me when i think about like what they went through mm. uh, bear in mind these are grown men so like they're sure, not children but, now, you, but, but yeah no, but yeah. still like yeah. you remember that time and yeah. you know you know what it means for someone to be not treated fairly or even at that time yeah, you know what it means for, sure. for someone to not be treated fairly and for the like and the injustice behind it and like Absolutely. the pain so of course don't yeah don't apologize thank you yeah i mean i think that uh, it's different for cameron and colby so i think cameron found a lot of his um like he a lot of like who he is through religion a lot in a lot mm. of ways because they um, both Cameron and Colby ended up at Evangel, a private Christian university school academy, whatever. Um, and I think that he found a lot of solace in that, mm. and I think that's something that really gives him the strength to like you know like he a lot of his other friends were like other like black kids who went to Evangel who were really involved in like doing after school like church activities. Mm-hmm. It's like can't relate but mm-hmm. i still love him mm-hmm. um do you think that he do you think he found solace in that because there were other there were there were a mass if you will of black mm-hmm. children there so that he was not he was not singled out and maligned do you understand yeah. what i'm saying oh absolutely okay. I, I okay. think i think so for sure mm-hmm. and i think that like i mean in the same way that like he was he wasn't able just to be picked out yeah um colby my youngest brother went towards um like football and mm-hmm. he sports. was mr football mr sports mm-hmm. and in that way, he was, you know, like, he was, like, the cool kid, mm. which I, again, can't relate. And <laughs> <laughs> going growing up, he was always, you know, in the cool, cool, cool crowd of, like, it was pretty diverse of, like, black and white kids who were big football stars yeah. at, of Andrew. But 
and I think that was like where he found his his niche and felt like he could be like accepted. Were really they broadly. both tart? Was was your young youngest brother? Was mm-hmm. he was he unfairly targeted and treated th- similar to your middle brother, or was it for different reasons in different ways? And like, what are do you? Is there one memory that stands out of just like the fucked up like nature mm-hmm. of it? I mean, that you are feel comfortable. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. I'm um, I'm trying to think. I know for sure. Um, Miss Cunningham, I hope that you are listening, girl. <laughs> she, she, fuck you, girl. Fuck you, girl. You <laughs> did my little brother wrong. Um, mm. that, but that was with Cameron, um, in particular. Um, with Colby, I don't think it was. I think that my parents just wanted wherever Cameron transferred to to a place that have like his brother there with him. I see. I see. So I don't. I think they were just trying to like put them as like yeah, lump, yeah. They didn't sums. want to separate them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially after everything that Cam had already sure, gone through. Sure. Right. Mm. He so he was like he was he was just he was relentlessly singled out and like yeah it was needled. Like, <laughs> Sorry, that was no, yeah, no, face. That's, that's exactly it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and it was kind of like my mom would have to go up to the school and All be the like, time. yeah, and like, advocate for her child. Exactly, mm-hmm. and it's like I appreciate her so much for doing that because she did it for me as well. There yeah. were a couple teachers who you know tried it, but she right you're out of that in the bud yeah that's real right. fast don't 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 um, do my child like that but Mm-mm. you know my mom she couldn't keep doing that constantly it just became like an extra job down. right yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. i see it's rough it I was see. really rough huh but, but they went on to did they go on did your brothers go on to be like nurtured in that the private christian school environment like in a way that was like not i don't know if restorative is the right word but like that you know helped heal them you know yeah. what i'm saying yeah yeah mm-hmm. i think a lot of what um like i think it was really helpful for cameron for colby it was just about the football that was really helpful for uh-huh, him uh-huh. i think that's what really got him to um like grow mm-hmm. um because cameron went on and like now brag on my brothers again mm-hmm. uh cameron is now um a civil engineer nice. mechanical engineer he's an engineer okay he's one of, um, he's one of, <laughs> one of those engineers <laughs> Um, and Colby is training to be a pilot and he's nearly got his, he's nearly nice. got his full commercials pilot's license. Whoa, so, yeah. Right so on. like they're like, I, I think that like what it, I don't know. I would love to like really actually ask them and dig deep about mm-hmm. it is like, what, what do they think they got from those school experiences? Because mm-hmm. it is, it's so all three of us had such very different experiences, yeah. but also like, I think it was what we each individually needed. Yep. Um, how did you, you being the the oldest mm-hmm. and a girl which meant you like matured more quickly than they like how did you situate and contextualize like what mm-hmm. they were going through like as a child what do yeah. you how do you think you understood that um i for me i was just like i didn't really i don't think i had again fully understood mm-hmm. understood like how much racial bias comes into it mm-hmm. i think for a while i just thought like well Cameron and Colby are just like very they're really high energy and like mm. that's just what they just need to like not drink the chocolate milk which is a whole <laughs> that was a whole thing in the Williams family and like if we got if Cameron or Colby came back with like a little like note saying that they were bad in class mm. is like did you have chocolate milk for lunch it has extra sugar in it or whatever <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, but you know and I think as I got older it was kind of realization of like oh no this is just fucked up like oh, that's I just see. what you know like they aren't doing anything wrong more more like more like bad than what I see kids in who like in my class doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, he's yeah. still getting consistently right home, sent home with like you know, um, like has to go to in class suspension, mm. has to do after school suspension, like for stuff that seemed stuff seemed so minor when right. I thought through it. I was like, wait, that seems crazy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Mm. So how was so how did your how did your how did your understanding of yourself your community mm-hmm. you being black how did that how and in what ways did that shift in high school and like what are the what are some of the memories around that um i think there's a couple of things that i think about in high school that like kind of made me like change that perspective mm-hmm. number one like having black friends like mm-hmm. that was really great mm-hmm. um like did you, someone was else? high school the first time you had a, a like you had like more than one like yes black school friend oh yeah oh okay, okay. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. i mean amy gandy i love you from <laughs> elementary and middle school but she went to a different high school than me sure 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 you <laughs> um, had to find some new friends yeah i had new friends it was hard mm-hmm. um and i made my friends through choir and through uh theater class mm-hmm. and that also kind of went hand in hand of like getting better like with like speaking my mind and like you know being okay with like kind of being a little more loud Mm -hmm. and being more ridiculous (laughs) of my theater friends Mm -hmm. um 
yeah, I think that that was like, I think one of those moments it was in doing that, I felt more confident and mm. knowing that like, um, I don't have to just be like, th- like someone's like one black friend, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 it just, yeah, yeah. and I could feel confident in like wearing my hair more like natural, yeah. feeling more comfortable with like all these different things that felt like I had to take a super dan- distant stance mm. from like, if I wanted to be accepted from, I don't know, other of high schoolers, it mm. kind of helped me feel more comfortable and, and like, Expressing myself that way. Mm. Does that make sense? No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Come yeah. on. Yes, of course, that makes sense. <laughs> no, I, I completely understand. What you're... Did, did you go, did you ever go through like a, uh, again, mm-hmm. I'm asking because of my own bullshit. <laughs> no, is Did you, did you ever go through, did you ever go through like a, like a problematic period that your parents had to like, check, like, let me give you an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For a minute. Yeah. I was like, I, for a long time like growing up I was like I was a little color struck and like mm, mm-hmm. I swore that I like I could not wear like light colors like because mm-hmm. I was I was quote too dark I this, mm-hmm. this is me saying mm-hmm. this, this is not anyone else putting it yeah, yeah and like one of and one of my lighter black friends like what do you what is what the fuck are you talking about there's this like pink dress or whatever and I'm just like oh maybe I shouldn't wear this because I'm too dark she's like what are you talking about and I was just like I was just like ah, I can't remember. you know what I mean like like that type of yeah. shit like did you ever did you did you did you go through like a ah some 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 little some yeah. little different we're gonna have to nip that in the bed because no ma'am did you ever I, like I think a lot of that was I think in particular, oof, oof, middle school, baby, uh-huh, that was that's rough. That's when things get tricky. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I think it was, middle school was before I really understood what it really meant to be black. And I was in, in high school, I was still figuring it out, of course, mm-hmm. still too. But like also middle school was when like, oh, it's also puberty. Yeah, that's right. And like wanting, and like that was like, I was in middle school in the age of like the low rise pants. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. And I was always a little bit, you know, more curvy. Okay. Um. <laughs> She was a little dance too much booty in the pants. Right. So we can't right. always. And like big booties were not a thing. Yeah, that's Big right. boobies were not a thing. Uh, it was like in the age of like razor thin right. girls. And so I just, right. on top of that, like already having like a, a black body. Right. Like and, yeah. and black skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. It was that moment of like, oh, I'm not pretty. Like uh-huh. I just, I can't like, and it was, and you know, even to this day, like still unpacking some of those like bad thoughts, mm-hmm. they still in there. No, of course, they yeah. haunt. They haunt yeah. my dreams. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Therapy helps, guys, yeah, and right. medication. That's right. um, <laughs> yes, yes, and just being around yeah. big booty black people. Yeah, <laughs> it, really, it helps so much. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna be quiet. Mm-hmm. Oof, yes. oof, yeah, it really does. Um, <laughs> And, and and that was, I think, probably, like, the, the really, like, that the heavy of it is when uh. I just was, like, oh. Like, I Did I you think feel that, not, be, did you did you go through, a, like, a, ah, uh, like, maybe mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. Was it a combination <clears throat> of, was it a combination of, like, I already stand out, but mm-hmm. now, you know, because every, you know, things are blooming, budding. Whatever. I hate those <laughs> terms, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like, I, like, I, like, I don't even... I look much less like a child than yeah. the other people around me. Oh my god, me. yes. And like and that makes me even more hyper visible and that's uncomfortable. Oh my me. god. Okay, I have a story. Yes. I like the moment you said that I was like immediately I oof. Okay. So I haven't told my you haven't even told my dad this story. Oh dear. But like I it was back whenever he was working for like the TV station or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, I was so proud of my dad because like, he's he's does all the tech stuff at the TV station, <laughs> and I went to the bathroom and like they had like you know the actual news anchors were there and because it was like separate bathrooms but like a shared vanity spot yeah, for yeah, like yeah. for folks, mm-hmm. um, and as I was coming out in the vanity spot washing my hands, like one of like the actual like male anchors was there mm-hmm. and he was like. Oh, hello! You must be Anthony's daughter because I look just like my dad. Sure. Um, and I was like in what, middle school, like I couldn't have been more than middle school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he just like I just remember like seeing his like eyes, like this old white dude. Because I just like bar- like dart down to like my boobs and yeah. back, and I was like, oh. yeah, yeah, I gotta go. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's gross. It's so gross. And yeah. like, there's been so many moments like because yeah, I I got boobs real fast. Yeah. 
Um, Stop showing off, Kayla. There's okay, no, some of us no, still you, are waiting would you for like, our boobs to come in. <laughs> would, you like, would you like some? I will be glad to get rid of them. They are cumbersome. Stop showing off with your big breast privilege, you jerk. Big breast privilege. Uh, they give me back pain. Makes bra shopping awful. You can have them. Oh, God. <laughs> Ridiculous. No, but <laughs> uh-huh. no, bro, bro. It 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 is weird. Mm-hmm. And like, actually, I can. Um, I was talking to this is a couple years back. A friend of mine, Ritu, who I adore. Mm-hmm. Um, she brought up this really good point about how, like, in particular, I think, like, for us, we because we were we're college friends, yeah. but like, she mentioned this. Um, post-college but you know back in college we there was this whole thing about being like sexually liberated reclaiming you know that doesn't always that doesn't apply to everybody it doesn't and i think in particular for women of color that's correct they don't understand that because like i think that is something that is i think for white women it feels more like yes i'm reclaiming my body i'm having sex because i want to have sex but i think for a lot of women of color who have had sexuality thrust on them hello whether or not yeah whether you know you want it or not i think the option of of saying no is yeah. actually more sexually liberating to yeah. be like, no, I'm choosing like That's celibacy right. or like saying no outright That's more right. often. Or it to actually, cover up. Or, or covering up. Things, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's something actually really beautiful and something that really should be that celebrated. That gets lost in the discourse mm-hmm. because there's just this, there's just this, uh, there's just this blanket assumption but and we and we forget that none of these none of these uh, assumptions or ideas or approaches mm-hmm. to to whatever are like neutral like they're right. they're very much dependent upon your like social cultural like location and for and I'm not gonna speak for all women I'm gonna speak for black women in particular like you're you know you I mean not to not to, I'm kind of exaggerating but I'm kind of not <laughs> but like. People have been trying to fuck you since you were 12. Yes, you know what exactly, I mean? Exactly. And so it's exactly. like, it's not like a, this is not like, new, like, you know, someone, someone trying to like get in your pants or, or, right. you know, sexualize you or whatever is like, that's not new. And for, and if you, and if you are just coming into your, an understanding of your body, which is not complete at 12 at all. Like mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm 34 and I'm still like, <laughs> um, but it's, you know what I mean? Like that's right. not, that can, that's actually like. That's actually like jarring, a little mm-hmm. scary, and then you and like compound like- that with like the. Sh- it's not ah, kind of depending on what your body is like. The shame that you're kind of socialized right. into for having for even having a body that is in any way sexual. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's like right. that's too much. So so don't 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 tell me that. Don't don't assume that you know I too want to reclaim the word slut. I'm not saying I don't, like, <laughs> but, I'm, but you know what I mean. Like it's right. not the, it's not the same. It's not so the let's, same. You got it, be aware of that. And no, that is a hundred percent accurate. And like that was something because like I it, and like it hit me as like oh damn that yeah that is that really feels super like real. It yeah. feels like it feels like viscerally connected with me. I was like thanks Ritu. Yeah, that's uh, right. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. Hmm. I would say in middle school and high school in particular, I don't remember my elementary school teachers as well, but mm-hmm. for sure in high school and middle school, I had a lot of really cool, like progressive, probably like more lib, but definitely good progressive kind, progressively lib uh, teachers mm-hmm. who thought it was, you know, made it really important to teach all the students about, you know, like equality and, you know, maybe, maybe we shouldn't go to war for dumb reasons. Mm-hmm. And like, sometimes the government lies to you, yeah, but, right. uh, but you still should vote. Um, like that was kind of a lot of the foundation of my school. Hmm. Um, for my parents, um, my mom was, she was, she's like a little, like also like my mom and dad, both like pretty progressive. My mom, a little bit more conservative in some ways. Mm. Um, just because like, I think just, from growing up in a more like kind of upper middle class like lifestyle in Shreveport. Mm-hmm. Um, and my dad, he, I think, I I mean, he nearly converted to like, uh, to being a black Islam. Mm-hmm. And, and so like he, he, I think he has a lot of radical roots. Mm-hmm. And as he's gotten older, he mellowed out mellowed a little out bit. A yeah, little yeah, bit. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. He still doesn't eat uh, bacon though. He's like, I will huh. not eat of the pig. And I was like, okay. In dad. Louisiana. In Louisiana. Huh. Yeah. Okay. I mean, sometimes I do catch him eating bacon. I'm like, mm, right. okay. okay. Well, I, I, see, I see the swine in your yeah, mouth, dad. Right. He's like, mm, it's just a little swine. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you got the lot of kicking shit. Like, it's all good. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, but it's, it was, it's, it's, I think, um, 
like he he had a lot more radical roots and kind of mellowed out some but i think a lot of it is st- the the intention of it is still there in mm-hmm. its heart like mm-hmm. especially once you get him talking about stuff and like i mean some of the experiences he's had in troop like oof i that's a whole i'll i'll get into that later but mm-hmm. like the time he got pulled over and mm-hmm. had a fucking gun sorry if i don't know if it's swear it's okay of course you can okay, yeah, fucking okay, cool. square um, he got pulled over got a he had a fucking gun pulled out on him mm-hmm. um and while you was, were growing up or before you were born um uh, well, while while we were growing up i was in like i was in high school and i didn't i didn't even know the full story yeah. of what happened until my dad came visit um cuz this is back when i was working for chasa mm-hmm. Um, like there was a Angela Davis event and it was really cool and I was super excited. I was like, Angela Davis, here's my dad. <laughs> um, and afterwards he just, you know, we just got to talking, having, we had a beer and he talked about that experience out of when, when he had to go to, when he went to jail mm. and I only knew that he got pulled over and it was a mistaken another Anthony Williams, no middle name. Um, and even though that other Anthony Williams had a totally different description, sure, different complexion, plus have a gigantic stomach tattoo that he could have easily, they could have verified. Right, right. Um, but they just wanted to pull him up on some bullshit mm. and pulled out a gun on him. Fuck the cops. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and it was one of those things where my dad knew he he could feel something was weird, so he called my mom mm-hmm. and had her on speakerphone. Mm-hmm. Um, God damn, I hate whew. that. I, I hate that that is... Anyway. No, that is and like that exactly it. like that's that's the instincts that we have to have and yeah, I, that's right. it's fucked up that we have to Super like live world like yeah, that and that's right. and I I didn't even know the full extent of the story I just knew that dad got pulled over and was going to jail for something that was not that for another Anthony Williams yeah. and even then I was and like got a gun pulled on him and, and that's completely unnecessary I didn't even know the gun part until like until he came to Shreveport to came to San Francisco mm-hmm. to tell me it yeah, and I was yeah, like yeah what right what the fuck what is this world what do we fucking live in and like i can totally understand why he was so fucking radical back in the day because he i mean he lived that like he lived through a lot of that like in like the 80s 70s 80s and 90s in south central la yeah hell yeah he saw a lot and to still come out of it and to be like the best man that he is like Mm. he is just a like he is Superman. Yeah. You can't tell me my dad is not Superman because he fucking is. Yeah. Like he's perfect. Um, mm. A little goofy. Yeah. But <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the, that. That I think is my influence of my dad's politics. And um, at school, uh, the students, <laughs> uh, it's a mixed bag. Sure. Um, I remember there would be like some like kids who would say some really off off color kind of like low-key high-key racist shit mm. as children mm-hmm. um and i like try to forgive them as an adult but i'm like fuck that kid yeah that's uh, right <laughs> you're right fuck that kid <laughs> um and but there were also i mean this kind of i think it was mostly a, a lot of what i grew up in was like apolitical to conservative mm. children mm-hmm, um mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is really weird until high school where all the kids were kind of like liberal artsy kind of kids mm-hmm. so it was a bit more it was a bit more cool, mm. bit more cool. okay okay so when did, did did you go to school? Did you go to college? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Where did you end up going? LSU, go Tigers! Go Tigers! <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, I I I knew pretty early I wanted to study anthropology. Huh? Um, because my mom was like, "What do you want to do?" And I was like, "I don't know. I like cultures and people." Mm. Um, and so she was like, "Okay, well, if that's something you like, here are some options." Mm-hmm. And I just knew by about like sixteen or seventeen, I was like, I want to study anthropology. Wow! Okay. I, I was like, wow. What did you did you did you have an idea of what you wanted to like quote be? Not at all. You, you just knew what you wanted to study. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah sure. I just knew. Like, I, I, I just knew that like I wanted to study something that had to do with people. Like mm-hmm. I, I really love. I've always loved people, and people are annoying and wonderful. Yeah, like, that's right. It's just this. Humanity, this has always been something that I just, I, I love and hate at the same time. Yeah, and I wanted course. to learn about it. And um, anthropology was cool because it, it mixed a part of like history and you can add like scientific kind of uh, like biological anthropology. Mm. There's a lot of different kind of venues it can go into. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of wanted to focus on culture anthropology. No clue what to do after <laughs> graduate. Sure. And fun fact, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I had the degree in my hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so... But I and I I so and I didn't want to spend a lot of money for school because we Cause no no one wants it. Right. We should not have to pay for university. Yeah, just that's right. Putting it out there, I'm yeah. sure the listeners all agree. <laughs> yeah, um, that's right. 
But yeah, and so I chose LSU because in state was really cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, not too, it was only a five hour drive from my family. Mm-hmm. Um, close enough, but far enough, and it was good. Yeah. Did your did your did your parents pay for school? Were they able to or? Oh, uh, did they what? Sorry. Did they pay for school? Uh, they they yeah they helped me pay for school. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um, and it was kind of I mean one thing that is kind of crazy is so my parents. And my, and my grandparents and a lot of my aunts and uncles, mm-hmm. they all went to Gremlin. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah. And so. Are those tigers or bears? Those are tigers, tigers too. They yeah, tell yeah. me the wrong tiger. It's, okay. <laughs> it's like, I'm a tiger, the wrong tiger. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but, you know, but because they went to Gremlin, they wanted me to go there. And I was like, ah, I love Graham. I love, I love football, but love their football. But like, they don't have anthropology. Mm-hmm. And when I said I wanted to go to LSU, my grandma mm-hmm. was like, Ugh, are you sure? Ooh. And I didn't really understand why until like we went home and I was asked my mom, I was like, why did Franny get so like weird about LSU? And it didn't hit hit me. And she's like, yeah, Kayla, Kayla like Franny remembers when LSU was like segregated. Uh, <laughs> it right. was not that long ago. Yeah, that's and I was right. like, oh, oh that's right. yeah. That, like, that's, that, that part. That, <laughs> oh yeah, I get that now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but no, I mean, but I, I'm, I'm really glad I went to LSU. It was a gigantic school and it has its problems, but sure. it was, I was able to kind of really like, once again, like find a good niche mm-hmm. of like, had some theater friends, had some L- from, had some LSU, like political friends, um, and French, French minor cool kids. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a good space for me to kind of grow in my different, um, like after after class activities or whatever. Mm, how mm-hmm. was what was college like for you? Like was college when you like <clears throat> you said a couple minutes ago you was out there for a second. Like was college when you got a little wild? Like did you did you get wild at college? Did you were you mm-hmm. kind of like just the same? Did you like did you start like living a <laughs> life that your parents were not very aware of? Like what was college oh yeah like there was you? a there's a whole. I think college was like a really good chance for me to uh, explore all of the sides of Kayla that I did not get a chance to explore in uh, high school mm. for good and bad. Mm. Um, so yeah, I definitely, because I've never, before college, I'd only like kissed one boy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I was like very, pretty sheltered in terms of like interactions with like other people. College is when I realized like, oh, hey, whoops, I'm bi. Um, <laughs> Um, <laughs> didn't know that. Um, and so you came into the understanding at college. Well, I, I think it was my first, like, it wasn't, I wasn't like comfortable saying it out loud until I got to San Francisco. Oh, you know, I see, right. Cause this is the, most this is the best place to come out, guys. Yeah, that's right. Uh, um, so you weren't out in college, but you were more aware of that for yourself? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, and like, yeah. I was like, man, I would go out and I'm like, man, I really want to make out and like go on a date with this really cute girl. Mm. I don't understand it. I guess I'm straight. I'm like... <laughs> Stupid, so stupid. I was like, cannot. It's like, because like I just couldn't. Un- I was like, I guess. I mean, I couldn't. I couldn't say it for myself. Like, I have gay friends, but I can't be gay. No. Oh, you. Uh, so you're saying you, you still. Wait, 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 wait. Because now yeah. I'm confused. Oh, okay, yeah, no, sorry. Yeah. You're saying you were in college and mm-hmm. you would like you would be like you. Okay, you'd only kiss one boy before mm-hmm. going to college, and now maybe you're kissing many boys. But you would be yeah. like out in social situations where it's just like, oh, I want to kiss that girl, but I'm straight. Like that's that's the thought process. Yeah, the thought process. I mean, then I also would kiss the girl too, and then that part happened. And then like I'd be like, let's go, let's go to get breakfast together, and like or like you know I don't know, like we like go like hang out, and Mm. I mean hook up, and so like I just didn't, I didn't get the fact that that means that I'm not just straight. And I see it just because it was this weird mental block of like being like, oh, I can accept a lot of parts of me, but I can't accept the fact that I I am bi. And so it was this weird kind of like. A barrier, Dissonance. yeah, mm-hmm. that I just didn't allow myself, and it's like you. But did you? Were you? Were you? Did you allow your close friends to know, or you? Or you were still working on it within yourself? So it was like, only within myself. I mean, mm-hmm. my my close friends knew that I would like make out with a girl yeah. at a party. Um, <laughs> they're just like, it's just Kayla, and I. I think it was this thing of like, oh, I just sometimes get a little crazy when I drink. <laughs> Um, but it's like, ah. no, that's just who you are. Yeah, You're yeah. just letting that guard down sure, and sure. it's just, it's still there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the feelings are still there when you take, when you don't drink, you just act on them when you're drunk. Gotcha. Um, and that's not healthy, but we got past that. Again, therapy guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but, but that was a part of like my like awakening of cool things that I'm realizing about myself mm-hmm. in college. Um, and also just like kind of, I mean, I hate to say like my bleeding heart cause like that sounds 
silly, but like finding out like I really am passionate about like mm. people, passionate mm. about like protecting like folks that are like that are in like dire straits and things that people who I mean, I guess like when I think about being in Baton Rouge, another thing that's really fucked up about Baton Rouge, similar to Shreveport, another city that has a large black population, mm-hmm. but is incredibly stratis like like there's a huge divide between like East Baton Rouge and like the rest of Baton Rouge. Mm. And you see the difference because the other the west side of Baton Rouge has, you know, LSU, beautiful parks, greenery, like all these really beautiful things. And then you get into East Baton Rouge and it's like like it's where all the black folks are and there's no infrastructure. There's mm. nothing there. There's like all these different things that are like it just it it's like I guess it's the same thing that I had in Treeport, mm-hmm. but I think taking that and putting it in di- just in a different city and mm-hmm. being a little bit older mm-hmm. really made me be like, wow, that's fucked up and I want to change it. And mm-hmm. and so it got me involved in the best way I could as a college student, mm-hmm. which is like through advocacy groups and through like volunteering and trying my best to like plug in and help in whatever way I could. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is something that I think that like kind of started like the kind of like, oh, well, Shit's fucked up. We need to like try to find a way to change it. How did that stark divide come into view for you? If you if the school mm-hmm. I presume is on the west side of the city, how how did you even how did how did you even become aware that like oh shit like shit's real silky over here, but mm-hmm. it's ashy as fuck over there? Like how did right. that even come into your? Well, I gotta get my hair done. Um. <laughs> Listen, I should have guessed that. I should have guessed that. Okay. I mean. It was, you know, getting my hair done or like, you know, I have, I have some family like in Baton, like more like a student family in mm-hmm. Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. And so like visiting my other family and mm-hmm. I'm like, and it just is kind of like, oh, this, this don't feel right. This, mm-hmm. this hit different. Like yeah. it's not fair. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and, and if I brought it up to like other friends, they're like, yeah, that's just Baton Rouge. And I was mm-hmm. like, but then it, but really, should it be, but should it be? Yeah, and it's yeah. like, I realized like, oh, that's what I would say about Shreveport. Huh, it's the huh. same, it's the same thing as like, oh, like that's just injustice and after injustice that we become blind to. Huh. What were some of the other things that defined your undergraduate experience? I did this in high school too, but like I ran for student government and stuff. <laughs> so it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like cool and really lame. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I did another cool and really lame thing that I was really happy about actually uh, at LSU was I was an LSU ambassador. Hmm. And so, like, they're just the people who do, like, the campus uh, tours, campus tours mm-hmm. and stuff. And we're always, like, the face of LSU. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, it was just a lot of that kind of, like, stuff mm-hmm. going out and kind of trying to find my space within within that. Um, I was actually well, – well, actually, I will say one thing that was really defining of college years um, was uh, I was a French minor. Mm-hmm. And so I did a year – my senior year abroad oh, nice. in France. What was that like? It was awesome. Mm. It was really cool. I think it was kind of like, but it was really fun. It was a, it was my first time living on my own. Mm. I had my own apartment in the city center instead mm. of being at the campus. Mm-hmm. And it was this kind of cool realization that like, oh, I can, if I wanted to go somewhere and like be in a city where I knew absolutely no one, mm-hmm. I could still like hop into it and make friends. Nice. And like, I mean, I just, I, there's a, they're just, it was this really cool like moment of like challenging myself to see if I could do it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I did it. Yeah. Well. I mean, I cried sometimes, like a lot of times, mm. but I still stuck it out and cry because you like, you're freaked out being so far away from home. Or yeah. What? Oh, wait, it was, it was being, being far from home, but also like the fear, like, I think it was my first time feeling really like lonely, lonely. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and it was kind of this weird feeling of like, Oh, like, it's okay to feel lonely and it's going to feel sad and scary, but mm. like I can make it out of it, you know? Mm, I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. How wild was the scene in France? Because Ooh. they, okay, let's go ahead. <laughs> Run it down. Run yes, it down. Yes, 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 Because uh, they're very into the brown. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Um, if, oof, uh, <laughs> yeah. I will. I'm just like no, no. I've been in the house for you, so I would like to hear how other people used to live. Yeah, in the no, old let me world. tell you. I mean, I will say like there's there's a little. I will say this though. I mean, it was a lot of fun and a lot of great great fun times at, in France. I will say also like you know I'll just put a trigger warning. Um, uh like I was also like it was the, the sexual assault had happened in France that oh, was dear. like really unfortunate. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, still like working through all of that stuff sure. but it, it it's it's good i mean it was just one of those it's not it's not good but it's like 
that's one of the things where I think where I had my fun and also like kind of was like, hey, like I am working through, I don't know. Sorry, I don't even know. I don't even know like what to say on that one. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, it was like, was this, it, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. Oh. Um, well, I mean, it just was like it happened within like the first semester of me being abroad. Mm. Um, and it was this thing of like being like me being like too drunk out of place mm-hmm. and like not having like not being with like a crew of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, you know what I mean? You. Like, yeah, yeah. um, and just, you know, getting taken advantage of mm. in that general way. Sure. Uh, and I think it's like even for myself, like I did, did don't think I fully even processed the fact that that was like an assault yeah, because yeah. you know you're like oh I was just too drunk ha 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 sure um sure. but like it's one of those things where it's like I think it it makes it's more of like the processing of it processing processing of what happened yeah not as much in the moment when I was in France but sure. it, ha- it was more of like oh damn that really did happen sure. and no. it doesn't help that mm-hmm. I presume it doesn't help that there's not really a language around like the language is like emerging now but there's not a language around around that those those types of situations because i think for a Mm -hmm. long time unfortunately like the the perception like if 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 someone were to be in it in 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 an environment like that and recount it it's just like the the like what people would immediately do is like well why are you drunk why did you right. and exactly. then so so the only thing that the 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 victim is left doing just is questioning that exactly. questioning the, the and not like wait a minute what if I mean what if I was shitty drunk out of my god you know on my if goddamn I still ass said no I said no right if, or right? if I wasn't or conscious it, it can't, that doesn't exactly. make it right that's still that's still I was still preyed upon so like mm-hmm. but but you can't even I presume you can't even get there mm-hmm. if if the response to you articulating that is 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 well, laser boot on you yeah right mm-hmm. no exactly and like that's the thing and it actually has been kind of this like Okay, I this is like slightly off topic, but like totally was such a good movie. Um, it's kind of like it's one of those things where it's like the allegory was pretty strong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh gosh, what was the name of this movie? It was about this woman who, a a young and promising woman or something, a pro, a promising young woman, uh-huh, uh-huh. and it's about this woman who goes and goes around and like she is like getting vengeance for her for her friend who uh who committed suicide mm-hmm. and. She pretends to be drunk, like pretends to be like like on her knees, like wasted drunk, and sees if the, a man will be a good guy mm. and come and try to take her home. Mm. And every single time, these guys pick her up and they try to like you know be like, oh yeah, I'm such a good guy, I'm helping you get home. And then like you know tries to make her drink more yeah, or yeah, tries yeah, yeah. to you know do something with her. Mm. And then she snaps and is like, oh no, I'm. No, yeah. I you. So you were trying to put your fingers up my vagina yeah, that's while right. I was passed out. Yeah. Just so you know, that's what you did. Yeah, that's right. And it was this crazy thing watching that movie. I watched it actually like a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, it was like triggering. Yeah, yeah. But course. also so good because it's a revenge story sure. that's like ridiculously extreme. But also sometimes you just need that to be like, yeah. yes, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah, take yeah. advantage of people no, when they're in those state in that no. state. I will say I'm really thankful for mm-hmm. living in this time period, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Um, to have a space mm-hmm. to talk about it, mm-hmm. be honest about it, mm-hmm. and also to have like media mm-hmm. to like help us digest and understand mm-hmm. what the hell is going that's on right. and situate it. Like, right. like, I think, I think, yeah, I think that's a good point, and I didn't think about that until you said it. But I think um, a positive out of um, out of kind of this idea of representation is that it does it does help people understand concretely certain mm-hmm. kind of like social phenomena that 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 you that you might not you might not grok as easily just by hearing someone's story if that makes sense you no, know what yeah, I'm saying? no 100 percent, 100 percent. and i think like that's i mean i i love seeing so many different like not just like black movies but like also like just like a really good movie that happens to be all black cast. Yeah, that's right. And like, or like a really good movie that's about like a black, like black, like lives or like, you mm-hmm. know, like you can, ha- like we can have both. Yeah, yeah. We don't have to choose one yeah. or the other, which that's is right. so cool. That's right. And the cool thing about us was like, you had this like black family and like, you know, it, they were like clearly like culturally black yeah. and like, you know, physically, yeah. <laughs> physically like, you know, dark skinned black family. Yeah. And the story 
it was just a good horror story mm. and it was really well done mm. and it wasn't necessarily just like a black film that has you know like oh we gotta talk about slavery yeah, and yeah, how yeah. terrible it is it just is like no we can just have a, a really well done great movie right. that is a modern still, black family yeah exactly <laughs> yeah that's right and it's like it's so cool to see both of those things both those those you know, types of films and types of media living in the same space. Yeah. Were you still in college when 2008 happened? I was in... Or were you in high school? High school. High school. Oh, okay. Um, and so I think one of the biggest, like, the things that happened for us uh, in 2008, mm-hmm. it was, um, like, a big move for our uncle and his kids to mm-hmm. move in with us from uh, California. They moved from L.A., to Shreveport because they lost their home mm-hmm. wow yeah okay and okay. so it was just kind of like it was really hard because like I know that my uncle really was going through it mm-hmm. and like at the time it was like my his three kids and then his new wife and her daughter damn and they all all, like, moved, ha- in. all moved in how yeah. long did they stay with you guys um it was about a year or so and then we helped them get like oh well, not we my parents helped yeah, them yeah, like yeah. um you know get set up with new like jobs mm-hmm. um, in louisiana in, yeah in louisiana and okay. in, in a new house like in shreveport wow, wow, wow what did you understand what didn't you understand like what was your perception yeah. on i mean i feel like a lot of what i i didn't fully grasp what was going on i just knew like oh family's in need so you you help you that help family out, yeah. um but it didn't i didn't really grasp the fact that, like oh, this is something that, ha- that was happening like nationwide. Mm-hmm. And I'd hear about it in the news, but it just, for some reason, I don't know why those two never really connected I with see. me. Uh-huh. Um, and I mean, I think for me as well, like a part of the like understanding like full my full blackness, understanding like, like class issues even uh. in some ways, like understanding that in high school, a lot of that came from also just like talking, being more honest with like my dad and, and him talking about like, the struggles that 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 my uncle and his family have gone through, and mm-hmm. like how it's like, you know, this is something that is just like a systemic problem. Yeah, and I always really appreciate my dad just extending out so much um, compassion to mm-hmm. like my uncle and to like I mean to everyone really yeah, yeah, of just yeah. being like he never ever made it be like oh well this happened and it was there for I was like no it was like this is what happens yeah, when you right. ha- when like you allow gigantic corporations to cry, like to prey on people. That's right. And when you, you know, you make it so that it is absolutely unwinnable. Yep. And you are just constantly are, you know, told it's a rat race where you have to finish, but you have to finish in 30 seconds, but you start at like five seconds left. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, Mm. it's this kind of like, that I mean I I appreciate my dad for having really honest conversations sure, about that sure. and in a way that was also like you know digestible for me. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> it, was like, it was accessible for you yeah. as a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How did you get to the finish line of college? Yeah. Um, I find that I uh, do a thing where I just like take a bad moment sometimes mm-hmm. and look at it in a book and I close the book mm. and I lock the book up and I put it all the way at the back of yes, the library. Yes, yes, You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> it's not healthy. Again, therapy helps. Um, sure. But like I, I I, was able to like, you know, I kind of, it was hard I think for the little bit after that, like in towards the end of the first semester was mm-hmm. a little rough. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of it was like, it motivated me to like stay because hmm. originally I was only going to do one semester in uh, France and uh, I pushed it to a full year. Wow. Um, so I am thankful that I stayed and I like, you know, put in the li- back of the library for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I made it through and I like thoroughly enjoyed the rest of my time there sure. and felt like really like thankful for it. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, not for that, but thankful yeah. for the experience in France. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Post undergrad can be a motherfucker. Oh, so was. what was, Oof. what was your situation? <laughs> Um, so I graduated and I like finished my, I, well, I, I'll say I finished my year abroad and got all my classes in, in line and I had just one more class I had to take, which is like a summer, like, um, like a capstone mm-hmm. class for, um, anthropology. Mm-hmm. And so like I finished with my year abroad, I came back to Louisiana for the summer for my like little, like summer capstone thing mm-hmm. where I was like archaeology so it was really cool I got to dig around in bones nice. and stuff in Louisiana mm-hmm. oh. uh, well we we drove to was it in Florida I think it was in Florida it, uh, or somewhere I don't know I forgot all mm-hmm. I know it was actually really too hot to enjoy anything <laughs> <laughs> and there were these gross bugs called yellow flies who they look like giant bumblebees and they stink you and they deet doesn't work on them absolutely yeah it's gross it was terrible uh but I finished all that and I was happy I was like cool I finished up my classes I couldn't graduate that summer because 
um, transcripts were taking a little yeah. while to get back from France. So I was like done with classes, but like I was like, okay, cool. Like, let me start thinking what I want to do in the fall. Mm-hmm. Then it hit me. I was like, oh boy, I don't know what I'm yeah, going to do in that's the right. fall. That's right. Um, and so I just stayed in Baton Rouge and I went back to my same um, waitressing job that mm-hmm. I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Louis Cafe. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yes, I was a Louis girl, uh, which is like a waitress set that. 24-hour diner off of campus. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, and that's whenever my mom stepped in with being the wonderful mama that she is. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, you know, anthropology, you know, you don't know where you want to go, but maybe for the short term, we could be a flight attendant. Thank you, Kayla, for indulging my various black deep dives, <laughs> since you know how rare those can be out here. <laughs> Oh, she was so patient with me during our interview. Okay, tune in tomorrow for part two, when Kayla begins to not only fly the friendly skies, but organize the unruly ground. Did you see what I did there? (laughs) All right, see you tomorrow.